Hello and welcome to this off-track subscriber special. This comes to you from Jo Khan, who is not too far out of Melbourne, at Yellingbo. She's in a tiny bush reserve that is the only home left for the helmeted honeyeater. And we've actually got some of these birds above us now. Look at this. Oh, wow. These are actually the birds we've just released. They've <laughs> lobbed up behind us, two, two of them anyway. Uh, is there a third one there? Another one's coming. Oh, oh wow. There's a lot. They're, they're, they're clearly exploring their new surroundings, so yeah. it's, it's, it's good for them to, to do this. That was exciting, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It's got this crest of feathers on the forehead that has been likened to what was on a Roman soldier's helmet. They're um, black and yellow colours. The back uh, is dark grey to olive, I guess, and the underparts are sort of like a palish yellow. But the helmet and also the ear tufts are golden yellow. Bruce Quinn is the senior ornithologist on the Helmeted Honeyeater program run by the Victorian Department of Environment, Water, Land and Planning. For 25 years, he's been working with Healesville Sanctuary to try and increase the dwindling population of helmeted honeyeaters through a captive breeding program. Today is the release day for this year's breeding season. I'm walking with Sanctuary Zoologist Megan Lane to the site where three captive-bred helmeted honeyeaters will soon be released into the wild. That'll take their numbers to over 200. So at the moment we're just walking up to the release, uh, soft-release Avery in Yellingbo at Greensite. Everyone's pretty excited, um, but trying to stay nice and quiet as we approach the Avery, where we're about to release three helmeted honeyeaters back into the wild. Can you describe the habitat? Without falling over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so the natural habitat that these guys live in is that um, sort of rich riparian sort of forest land, scrub land, the not too much understory, mainly just sort of eucalypts, um, species, acacia species in the area. We have to be quiet once we get close to the site so that we don't frighten the birds that have spent the night in the aviary getting adjusted to their new environment. I'm standing with volunteer Tom Ties to watch the release from the track, about 30 metres away from the aviary, which is about the size and shape of a small garden shed. When the roof is lifted off, the birds don't rush out into freedom straight away. We have to wait for them to make a move. They have to be quiet in preparing for the release because that must get spooked the birds mm. by being too noisy so everything's got they to happen they won't want to come out yeah exactly <laughs> or they'll come out and panic and mm. they can fly the worst thing you do is make a noise now and the birds will panic and fly into the wires and actually injure themselves, themselves yeah. the first bird spreads its wings into the wild without a sound but with a flash of black and gold You've already got one. A couple have already gone. What's it like seeing that? That's encouraging. Yeah. 
Is there still one in there? Two in there. Two? How many were there in there? Three. Oh, I thought two of them had flown out. No, still two. So you just wait? Yeah, you wait. And wait. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> We've had some very reluctant to leave. <laughs> it's pretty scary out there, though. The world these birds are meeting today is a cold, breezy one. As we're waiting under the creaking trees, volunteer Bruce Tardiff tells me about his 12 years in honey eater conservation. I had a career change at 50, left the bank and went into conservation land management. So uh, I just didn't see enough being done in terms of conservation. Um, so I just thought I'd get involved in that and frankly I was just a bit sick of the office job <laughs> wanted to change and the helmeted honey you know it's something you know it's in danger it's in my local area so I'd like to be involved in something that's you know within 20 minutes of home really yeah. when you do something like this today what, what do you get out of this experience personally uh, it's just great to see birds released into the wild <laughs> like any animal released into the wild because Australia's got the worst extinction rate in the world. So, you know, as small as it is, anything to help something get back into the wild is great. I find it exhilarating, I really do. Yeah. Exhilarating and, and I, mean, I guess I've been involved in so many releases but I always get excited by it. It's hard not to get swept up in the romance of this, setting the birds free. But it's a bird-eat-bird world out there, and when a swamp harrier flies past, Bruce Quinn, the ornithologist in charge, stands to attention. That's an alarm call, or, or a call that's saying there's danger around. So red, yellow, dark, red, yellow, dark, blue, still in there at 11, 11, 11. Is that one of the ones you released today? Yes, it yeah. is, yes, yes. A successful release of three helmeted honeyeaters into the wild, plus two more at another location in the same reserve. All five of them bred in captivity at Healesville Sanctuary. Up until now, parks and sanctuary staff have made every decision for the honey eaters, but now the success is all up to the birds. So we stood and watched and listened to the birds and the leaves rustling in the wind, wishing luck to the birds for their lives in the wild.
I hope you enjoyed this little extra bit of Australian nature this week.